0: Hey guys, welcome into the Bear With Us podcast. I am Jack. He is Frank. I'm back again. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm very I'm 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 not very sick. I am sick. That's why Frank was left to do this the solo podcast alone. A lot of you probably thought, oh, Jack's just at the Blackhawks game. Like he said he was gonna. No. No, Frank. I was laying on my couch, absolutely just done. This flu is it's brutal. But I wasn't gonna let that stop me from watching the Bears game. And I'm going to be honest with you, Frank. It didn't make me feel worse until the very end. But uh, I listened to your thoughts. Uh, do you have any other thoughts? Because I, I, I'm going to go on a, on a little bit of a tangent. And I want to at least give them a chance to hear your voice.
1: No, I mean, everything I said on the post game, I still stand by. Um, not, in terms of just isolating that game, nothing else really, really comes to mind, Jackie. So have at it.
0: All right, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, this isn't going to be a soliloquy or anything like that. Like, it's not that important, right? It's the Bears-Falcons who really cares, you know, overall in the grand scheme of things. Number one, I mean, listen, Justin Fields, can we can we stop with the the, the pocket—the the Bears need a pocket pass? I heard somebody say they should draft the best pocket passer at number three and then just play him on the field with Justin Fields. It's like, all right, man, like— We get what you're really trying to say. You want Justin to be a wide receiver. You want him to play an athlete position as opposed to the quarterback position. But that's nonsense in itself. There were three incredible throws in that game where it's like, and he did it from the pocket. Like, I don't understand how you watch that game and you're like, Justin Fields can't throw the ball. Like that, that throw to Cole Komet, granted, Cole Komet. An absolutely spectacular catch. But he put it in the spot that only Cole Komet had a chance to get it. That's what you want. The the bucket throw to David Montgomery on the sideline. I mean, how much more do you need? And then the absolute missile through to fucking Darnell Mooney. Like, Darnell Mooney, that that's a throw that we've seen Justin Fields miss before. And to see him hit it with perfect execution, that, that was great to see. He obviously had the, the wide-open miss that— Or it was almost like he thought he he was like surprised at how open he was, and we've seen Justin miss those types of throws before. So that was a little disappointing. But I mean overall, you're seeing the improvements, not that's exactly what I wanted, Frank. And it's something I talked about last week. We've seen the evolution of him as a runner, right? He's elite at that. I wanted to start seeing him grow in other areas too. And we're seeing the growth of him as a passer. I think you can't be any more excited about that. The negative side of the offense overall was just, I just did not think it was the best day for Luke Getze. I just didn't understand the game plan. They had the Falcons on the ropes, and then he tried to get what he typically does. He just tries to get too cute with everything. And at the end of the game, I mean, Justin Fields is clearly hurt. And you keep running QP draws. <laughs> like I just I just did not understand that. And Frank, I'm not gonna lie to you. The the limited use of Chase Claypool, I think it was like three targets, two catches for eleven yards, and and, and Cole Komet, right? Cole Komet had that huge catch. I think he had a couple more, maybe maybe just one more, I can't remember, but Cole Komet had been on fire and, and they just kind of got away from that. I didn't really understand the plan there. Um, And and Chase Claypool at this point, three weeks in, I I know people are saying it's only, you know, in real world time, it's still less than a month. Fine, that's true. This is the NFL, man. This playbook does not seem that hard to grasp. And and they're just still not putting him out on the field to be able to get him involved. I'm just not understanding the plan there. Has there been anything you've seen this week or have your thoughts changed at all about how they've been using Chase Claypool? I'm, I'm just curious.
1: No, I've, it's something that we've alluded to in the past. And then right when we got Chase Claypool, my first comment was I want to see if Luke Getz can get him acclimated faster because what we've seen is guys coming off of injury. Bayless Jones is one of them. Byron Pringle was one of them. He like, super eases guys in it's like not but those were injuries so my the caveat was like can he do this or can he speed up that process with someone who's not hurt it's just you know learning a few things and that's one of the I think the biggest knocks on Lou Getze is is that um and his two minute offense which I think we can get to here in a little bit but that's a negative to me because that that has shades of of Matt Nagy of like, well, the offense is so complicated. And, and it's like, I, I, I struggle to understand why you can't implement someone just based off of their physical gifts. It didn't take you long to realize what you had in the in, in, as a runner in Justin Fields when you started to really call plays for him to run the ball. It took, you know, three, four weeks. Okay, fine. It should have been earlier, but fine. You figured that out. How can't you figure out how to get someone involved who like his game isn't predicated on on any particular route tree he's not just a one route guy he's a 50-50 catch ball like he, he, even if we're talking about only 35 to 40% of the snaps why isn't he in why isn't he in a, on every single snap beyond the 50 that's when you need that type of play that's when you need that type of player middle of the field or like dig routes on the on the outside and then on the goal line throw him some fades like we don't have to, it doesn't have to be rocket science. And I feel like, I don't know if he's overthinking it or I, I don't know what this is. Something I feel like is just wrong in his train of thought with implementing Chase Claypool when I don't think it should be that hard.
0: Yeah. And, and I think it, it's, it's almost funny, right? Cause it's like on one hand you're, you know, you want him to be a little bit like, just keep it simple, throw the fades, you know, use your big bodied weapons. But on the other hand, you're like, he is doing that by running the football, you know, like he is, you know, when they're on the goal line, he's keeping it simple. He's giving the ball to the running back and letting them make a play or he's you know having Justin keep it and run it in himself, Um, which is great. But, you know, at at this point of the season, you know, it kind of goes to what I was talking about, where I wanted to see Justin grow. I mean, you're at the goal line. Go for it on fourth down, right? Do we really need to see any more field goals missed by Cairo Santos at this point? Like, throw some phase, Work on some stuff in-game that you can use for data points in the off season, Because that's where you're at at this point. The, 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 this year is over, right? They're not fighting for anything other than the, the draft position, which they're at number three right now, which is great. Right, I, I think there's no other way to really put that uh, other than great. That would be great work by Ryan Poles and, and and Matt Eberflus to secure the number three overall pick. But at this point, you know, you gave up a second round pick, uh, and it, arguably, what at this point it would be the thirty fifth pick.
1: Yeah, that, I mean, 35? that's a first round. That's first round talent that's usually like, still available at that point
0: for a guy that you're not using. And, and I've I had people, you know, on Twitter telling me that. Well, you know, I, let's not do the snap thing until he's been here and, you know, until it's late December. I disagree with that. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. You need to start seeing what you have in Chase Claypool now. right? You need to see what you have in this guy because you're trying to keep him for a year you, or you have him for a year. You want to see if you're going to pay him beyond that. Why not give him why wait until next off see, or next year to really see what – I'm just not understanding the usage. I'm not understanding the usage of Byron Pringle, a guy who you signed and, and expected to play at receiver. He doesn't do anything. He doesn't get targets. He doesn't block very well. Why is he here? Like I, I'm just not understanding – and I'm not saying Byron Pringle deserves, you know, five to six targets a game. But I I just – this isn't what I expected when the Bears brought in Byron Pringle. Right, We saw some of the things he was able to do, Kansas City, especially last year, on routes. And he just doesn't run very many deeper routes. Like, he just doesn't really do a whole lot. It's hard for me to believe that Chase Claypool couldn't be told, hey, run a slant on this play or run a comeback or run a, run a go route and we'll just toss the ball up to you. And he couldn't do that. I, I I'm having a hard time believing that. I just don't understand the game plan right now.
1: Yeah. And, and you know what? I I think a lot of it, what comes down to is, you know, what we were asking for earlier in the year, especially on the goal line was like, use Justin's legs. I don't think any of us were begging for him to run for 170 yards in a game. Like, you know, go out and be all Mike Vick, but especially like goal line situation. It was like, use his legs more. That's a weapon. Um, and any other terms of mobility, uh, or times of mobility could be just him extending the play or him, you know, people aren't, aren't open. So he has to roll out and, and gain it, gain it that way. And I think Lou Getze is like leaning on his legs too much now. Um, it's almost like he's too good of a runner because now Lou like, oh, like you you can do that, you know? And, right. and so while, while, you know, sprinkling in some, you know, some runs every now and then, whether it be goal line to, to like really maximize that value uh, or, you know, short yardage uh, quarterback sneaks, I think that's fine. But he, he's gotten to a point where, you think about like route trees and things that they're saying about Chase Claypool. And it's like, well, who's running any diverse route tree at this point? Because we're a running the football team, whether that be with Montgomery, Herbert or Justin Fields. So like, even from that standpoint, Chase Claypool was a really good blocker. Why isn't he out there for that? Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's it's very, very strange to me. Um, and the, the, the last thing, Jack, uh, that I want to know from you was just I mean, sort of thoughts on on the two minute offense, because, you know, when, yeah. when we think back of like all the gripes that we had about Matt Nagy, that was the one thing that he got right. That was the one time that Mitch Trubisky looked like a fucking NFL quarterback <laughs> was in the two minute drill. And I'm like and, and and a lot of that was remember we would talk about it, we were like the thing with Mitch is that he didn't really have it in between the ears. Like he can't read a defense. It just seems like he doesn't know what he's seeing a lot of the times. But when you put him in that position where he didn't have to think, it's like here's one read and go in the two-minute offense, he did really well because he was a pretty good athlete. And I feel like you not only have a pretty good athlete, I think you have something beyond that in Justin Fields and someone who has it in between the ears. So it's also hard for me to figure out why Lou Getty's having such a hard time just almost relying on talent in a two-minute drill like you're supposed to.
0: That is really what it feels like. It really, I don't understand Like most of his drives – throughout the game looked pretty solid, right? Especially the first drive of the game. I mean, you can't, no arguments for me on that drive. Where does all the creativity go at that point? Like in the two minute drive, it's almost like he becomes like too frantic. Like, and and he calls up these wild plays that he's like, all right, nobody will expect us to do this. And it's like, Frank, we're getting right back. I, I feel like we've, we talked about this with Matt Nagy, right? He's like, nobody would expect me to run the football when we're down 37 points. And it's like, nah, man, like that's, that people don't expect that from me for a reason. So it's like, that's kind of what I want from Luke. Get like, he, he, feel, I feel like he's over complicated. It, it shouldn't even be a two minute offense, right? It should just be your, op, just run your offense with a little more urgency. And, you know, that's something that I'm a little surprised we haven't seen more of this year, or at least I feel like we don't see a whole ton of Is They don't really do a whole lot of hurry up. Offense, They they don't really like to do that. Um, I will say, obviously, Luke Getzi listens to this podcast because David Montgomery is catching passes left and right. Who was calling for that, Frank? This podcast. So I'm just saying, if we make our case to Luke Getzi that, you know, maybe get your act together a little bit. Have Darren L Mooney get more involved throughout the game. Stop. Like, I, I'm glad he's catching touchdowns, Frank, but, like, it's so sp- Sparingly, that it's like just get him involved throughout the game. Have him do things. Have him run slants. Have him run crossers. We run. They, they we they just run the ball so much that you know it, it, it's hard to stay into the game as a wide receiver. It seems like, especially if you're not a great blocker, which maybe Darnell Moody isn't. But I feel like Luke Getsy at some point is going to have to take the next step as a play caller. And to me, that also includes the passing game as well. Um, so it's not just Justin Fields that needs to develop. It's it's Luke Getzey as well. He can call a, a, a running game. That's great. But when you need to drive the field with two minutes left, you can't run the ball, right? You can't yeah. have Justin Fields run eight yards. And then I, I don't know what happened at the end of the game there. Where if he was supposed to hand the ball off, or if he just took it himself, if some guy was out of position, something happened. It looked like, but you have him run, and then he gets hit. And at the end of the game, you know, you're trying to make a, a weird pass, and I know it was an overthrow, Frank, but come on, David well, Montgomery's got to catch that ball, right?
1: Hey, well, he wow. has to. That, that's the thing. That's the one thing that I always vouch for: is you have to help out your quarterback in big situations, like you know. Look at we we talked about Tua a lot, and, and this is not to rag on him, but he just gives his guys a chance, and Tyreek and, and Jalen Waddle are just doing a doing a damn good job of making him maybe look better than what we think he is. Um, so people can debate where they have Tua on you know rankings or whatever. That's not what I'm here to do. What I'm here to say is like that play I think Tyreek Hill makes, and I'm I, I know it's a receiver or a running back. I'm just naming a random player that makes plays. Like Christian McCaffrey makes that play. Like, we, we, can, we can look at other running backs who would have made that play. Like, you have to. And not for nothing, I watching the All-22 film on that, that may have been for Darnell Mooney. That was hitting Darnell Mooney yeah. in stride right behind him. So, like, I understand that why David Montgomery would think it was going to him. Um, so, regardless, he either has to catch it or recognize that there's someone running a crossing pattern right behind him uh, on the play and that it wasn't for him. Um, and I also think just in you talking about Darnell Mooney, I had a thought just sort of uh, is a way to implement Chase Claypool, Chase Claypool is really good with the ball in his hands. And even Velas Jones is as well. So when we're doing these bubble screens to Darnell Mooney, Darnell Mooney is not a yak guy by any stretch of the imagination. He's not, you know, anywhere close to even someone like Velas is for all the faults that Velas has. So I'm also thinking like some of these plays, I feel like you could probably get five or six more yards. If you just get that to a different player, even have like Monty out there and Ebner in the backfield. Like I, I almost feel like Luke Getzi doesn't always know his personnel. And this isn't a yes. rag on him. This was his first like I thought awful not awful, his first like really bad game as a play caller. Um I'd say I'd say
0: his, his sense Justin Fields has ascended because there were I, well, some
1: games early I'm on. I'm almost So I'm I'm almost taking out like the first four weeks because you're still getting acclimated with everything. You could see things come together. You could see, and you were like, okay, this is. I feel like this can go somewhere with some minor adjustments. And he made those adjustments, and we, you know, the offense has been good. But yeah, to your point, it's another way to word it. Like since we have looked like a really good offense, this was his his worst game, and potentially his worst game of the season so far. Um, And they still put up
0: 24 points.
1: And they still, and that's, and that's what I said on on the immediate reaction I was like, had you told me like putting up 24 points and still moving the ball and, and rushing for whatever and throwing for how many yards and would it doesn't have two throwing to uh, two passing touchdowns. Like, and that's like a, uh, you know, that's a bad day. <laughs> I mean, fuck me, like sign me up because we've seen some awful offenses in Chicago. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't want to continuously rag on Luke Getzey because again, I think he has done a really good job. I just would like to see him, Utilize people in a more common sense way. Yeah. I, I mean, because I, I feel like you're starting to have these pieces around Justin that can you you can really do the basics of football. Darnell Mooney just by running a go route is making a safety make a choice. If you have him run a go and then someone like Claypool or Pringle or even Komet run a crossing pattern on the opposite side of the field, you're making that safety make a choice like that. It's and I feel like we don't see anything like that where people are decoys or, or, or you're, you're allowing Justin to like see the field the right way. Cause when that does happen, he's making the right decisions.
0: Well, you saw it on the, on the touchdown throw to Darnell Moody there. You know, I think it was, uh, I think it was equanimity St. Brown who ran the rubber route, and, and mm-hmm. like a, a, some a perfect design. That was a great play call. That was a great play design. So like gets, can do it. And, and so what I want to see from him moving forward is listen, I think at this point they the coaching staff should be using the rest of this year to figure out what they have in the rest of this team right moving forward what do they want to do you know with this personnel who's going to be here next year who's not going to be here so what I'd love to see is maybe move the focus from okay we've established we can get a run game going and I'm not saying to completely abandon the run game but at this point what is David Montgomery you know running rushing in for, you know, a two yard touchdown really do for you moving forward? What does it really do? I, I, I would love to see his, him evolve to, I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying abandon the run, but maybe instead of, you know, a pretty even split of pass to run, maybe lean a little more pass heavy and, and see what you have in some of these guys that you selected in the third round, Valus Jones, like he had a incredible kick return. That was awesome. But then we never heard anything again from for the rest of the game. Like, to me, that's such a perfect opportunity to say, all right, kid had a brutal couple weeks, right? He's been inactive. First play of the game, or first time he touches the ball, he returns it for 50. Like that, that's great. Let's get him involved in the offense. Let's keep that confidence up. I would have loved to have seen them do something with him. But like you said, also you could use him as a decoy. So like I would love to see Getze start to use the rest of the season as a way to evaluate more offensive talent. And I know this uh, conversation about the Bears-Falcons game sort of evolved into an overall conversation, which I'm totally fine with. Um, You know, Frank, the, the last things from the game that I even really wanted to mention were three things. Number one, this offensive line, yikes.
1: Well, that's, but Jack, but but then speaking of Luke Getzy, this is what it really annoyed wow. me post-game is with people, um, you know, shitting on him like, well, he's never really been good. Justin's been covering. It's like, dude, he's been, Luke getzi has been scheming around that offensive line all fucking year. Let's make no mistake. And that's why I said, I don't want to shit on him, you know, like crazy. I think there's things he can, he can you know, get, get better at, but that's one thing that he has done very well with is scheming yeah. around that offensive line. So I just wanted to touch on, touch on that because they're bad.
0: Michael Schofield is, I mean, I thought he could be solid, just like a plug-in guy. He's he's been really bad. Sam Mustafer. come on, man, like just come on, come on, give me something, give me a little something. But uh, yeah, it's it that that was probably their worst game of the season, um, if not just flat out the worst. Uh, the other couple things, Jack Sanborn, I mean, come on, you need a middle linebacker in Chicago. What other guy that you need than Jack Sanborn. Dude also, is like, he looks good, man. He, no, he, looks really, he, really he good. does,
1: but I, that that's the one, and it's a little bit of Roquan's fault as well. What I'm about to say because he missed a lot of, he missed training camp, and and you know, um, he wasn't with the team for a good a good portion of the offseason, But I would have liked to see what he could do at middle linebacker because you see what he's doing in Baltimore. And this is exactly what we said. In, in he's an inside guy, and we I knew he was going to thrive because they run a four three or a, a, a three four. That's what we drafted him to, to run It would be a three, right. four inside linebacker. And he's really good at that. And you see, you know, the blitzes that they're drawing up for Sanborn and his ability to sort of just use his football instincts. I would have, and, and maybe he just wasn't a fit there, but I, the fact that we didn't see it as the only bit of disappointment that I have because you pay yeah, more linebackers.
0: They were, they were stuck at the, you're going to play outside linebacker.
1: And I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm really curious because I, like Roquan has never been a sideline to sideline type of guy.
0: Maybe they just didn't want to pay him and they and they knew that if this is like this is like Emperor Palpatine pulling the strings type shit from Ryan Poles. I don't know if he's like this, but I I mean, all things considered, he is a pretty seems to be a pretty ruthless guy when it comes to, you know, how he how he does things, which on one hand is good, but it's like. I mean, you do wonder if if they thought he could do that. Maybe they were just like, "Listen, we really don't want to pay him that much money." And if we put him at the inside linebacker and he, you know, proves he's the guy, how how could we not? So I right. I don't know. Maybe they just. Maybe I'm getting ahead of myself, but I, I do agree with you. It's a little strange that they were so, like, you are going to play outside linebacker when it's like, okay, but why? Why can't yeah. he play? I mean, you're gonna tell me Nick Morrow is a better fit because that guy sucks. He has he been terrible. He has been bad. I, I I've been surprised by that defensive line. I mean, there's just nothing. There's just nothing there. I mean, it, it, it's it's to the point where it's like because it kind of goes hand in hand with what I was going to say next, but I'm also kind of at this point I'm kind of like taking it somewhat back because. Kyler Gordon had another very rough game, at least rough first half. He looked a little better in the second half. Um, There was that touchdown throw to Drake London that really bothered me where he was like three feet behind him. And then he just stopped running. Like he just stopped hustling to get near him to maybe try and tip the pat. Like he just was like, gave up on the play. And I was like, for a rookie, like what the hell's going on? Um, But in the second half, he made some nice plays. Got to give him credit there. But to what I was saying about the defensive line, I mean, these guys have to cover for so fucking long because there's just no path. I mean, there was no one even close.
1: Did we get a sack? Did they get a sack on Mariota? I don't. I can't recall. I think so. I'll I'll look it up while we're talking here. Did Sanborn? I think Sanborn got one. Let's take but a the look. defensive line did not get one. I don't believe
0: have they when was the last time they had one? Oh I, I also it. heard someone I also heard someone talking about how uh how this defense would be infinitely better with Robert Quinn and Ro and uh, Roquan. so uh, no, they did not have a sack
1: I, I mean what what they were both here yeah. and the, the, I mean, this defense hasn't looked like the only good game this defense had was against New England. Well, and I guess uh, it's hard to even say Washington because Wentz was hurt and he's just bad. He was missing so many wide open throws that game.
0: Yeah, yeah, they they had no sacks.
1: Yeah, it's, there's it's hard to cover zero. when, when, and,
0: that, and when I, that's I think, the
1: case. And like sort of evolving again into like the overall picture, that's what's been disappointing for me about the defense. I, I you know, once we realized what they were, because we thought they could be a top 18 16 that type of defense like middle of the pack i don't think we ever had aspirations of them being top five or top 10 um but now that we realize they're not even like top 15 top 18 like top third or even top two thirds it's like okay can we find just a couple of guys and you're looking around and all you see is like regression from players and just like no shows from others and it's like
0: so I, I was thinking about that myself, and I think it kind of goes into you know I, I think we overlooked the fact that these guys were drafted for a different defense. They weren't drafted for a four three. Like Travis Gibson was not drafted for this defense. Um, Jalen Johnson but, but it, wasn't either. You know, but Travis
1: played. Travis played on the actual D line though, right? He wasn't an outside linebacker.
0: No, he was playing. He was playing outside. He was line. playing he, out- was, he was rotating with uh, with Mac.
1: Okay. Yeah. So this
0: is this might be a little new for him, um, but he doesn't look all that good. It's been plenty of time to to get acclimated to, to rushing a passer, and there's just there's just nothing. I mean, there, there's just nothing there at all, uh, and it's hard to it's hard to cover guys when you when you have no pass rush. Mark Mariota was picking them yeah, apart. Yeah,
1: but I also we've seen you, you, you remember that twenty twenty fifteen Bears defense. Where they couldn't rush the passer either, but they got a lot of coverage sacks. So it's it's not like I'm I'm not directly refuting you, but for them to be that bad, not, like you can't and, get one coverage sack.
0: And I I don't want to I don't want to make it sound like that either that I'm defending the the yeah, secondary it, it, it. and giving them a full pass. But I mean, Eddie Jackson has been so revitalized in this defense. He's That's really really nice to see. Uh, Jaquan Brisker continues to just have solid game after solid mm-hmm. game. Um, so I think they're, safe, they're set at safety, right? I don't, don't know. They the they're,
1: they're set at the least important yeah. positions on the field. <laughs> well,
0: I mean that goes back to the draft. <laughs> the draft day, what we talked about. I mean, it's just you get a safety, great. You get a Jamal Adams, great. But what does that do? What does that do for your defense? You yeah, know? that was our whole. A whole lot. Yeah, I mean it's kind of what we talked about. It's 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 sort of coming true. But you know, overall, I thought it was a you know it it, it was a. It's going to sound bad, but it was a game that happened, right? It was a game that happened. Obviously, the injury stuff is the most concerning part. Because um, I think you and I, without really saying it to each other, I think based off our texts, I think you kind of – you and I each week have kind of been waiting for something like this to happen, right, with the amount of hits that he takes. You know, that one I, – I go back to that one where he ran that guy over to get into the end zone. It's like – you. You know, on one hand, you're like, "Fuck yeah," but on the other hand, you're like, "Shit, man, like, chill out a little bit." Uh, so we'll get into that injury stuff, you know, when we make our our pick for the for the Jets game. Um, but that's kind of my overall thoughts. The last, day was there anything else from the Falcons, you know, game that you wanted to touch on before we sort of move on?
1: No, I I think that was it. And Jackie, I, I actually would like to. We don't have to. This won't be the preview portion, but. And you can keep it as brief or as as long as you want. Do you think Justin Fields should play this week?
0: I, I'm struggling with this, man. I, I, I really am. Um, on one hand, you know, him not playing gives him a better chance to lose, which I think is good at this point, just draft position wise. I really would love them to secure the, uh, a top three pick if possible. Um, on the other hand if he can play, I I, I want to get him as many opportunities, reps to, to play. Like I want to see him play. I want to see him continue to develop. I'd hate for him to miss time because um, it hurts development of the other guys, in my opinion. Um, and I, I really like, I really don't want to go back to the, I, 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 we shouldn't even be there. It shouldn't even be a controversy, but I know, you know, When I say this, you're gonna you're gonna understand what I'm talking about. I don't want to go back to the Mitch Trubisky Chase Daniel controversy, right? Because I've talked about this in the sense that people want, you know, people out there just don't see Justin Fields as a pocket passer. And if I'm not saying Trevor Simeon's gonna step right in and throw for a 300 yard game with you know four touchdowns, but you know if if the offense looks different. And, and, and in some ways better, I'm not going to say in every way better, but in some ways better because there's a 30 year old proven backup that playing than a second year quarterback who's still developing as a passer. Like, are we going to get those idiots out there being like, see, Trevor Simeon's the guy. He's the guy. He's the guy. Got to move forward like that type of shit, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I've I've completely disregarded anyone who has any sort of opinion on that. Um you wanting Justin Fields to be a pocket passer i i mean what are your thoughts on on Patrick Mahomes if you think that of Justin Fields right now and i'm not comparing their you know their ability to throw the ball but what i'm saying is watch those games he doesn't just sit in the pocket like a statue he's not Peyton Manning or Drew Brees like he's a mod- this is what a modern quarterback looks like have we been running with Justin like drawn up runs not him scrambling a little bit too much sure i can grant you that but to sit there and want him to just stand back there. So what happens when there's a pass rush? Because I'm hearing people complain about him scrambling. Just sit it. Like, no. What, what what are you talking about? Like, that's not how this works. That's exactly why that, that's exactly why the quarterback has evolved to be this in today's NFL because the pass rush in the NFL has gotten so fucking good that statue quarterbacks can't make it. Look what's happening with Mac Jones. Yeah. The, I, and, I mean, and- who, 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 is, who is the... I think Tom Brady still is the only successful, but he's so good with pocket manipulation and getting the ball out of his hands quick. You know, he's elite at those things. Who else in this league is having success? Just standing in the pocket.
0: Her cousins, I guess, but he has an all pro wide receiver and that offensive line is fucking. Well, and that's, and that's the thing, you know, people begging Justin Fields to be a fucking pocket passer like that. Like that's the thing, man. Trevor Simeon might be able to throw the ball in a little bit better in different ways than Justin Fields at this moment, right? He might be a little more accurate, but if Justin Fields doesn't have time to throw the ball, what makes you think Trevor Simeon is going to have time to throw? Have you guys been watching the pocket? There is no time for him to stand back there. there. There's no time. The I think, entire right side of the line is getting fucking destroyed every single game. Like, what? What are we? What am I missing? What? What am I missing, Frank?
1: Yeah, I, I beats me. And I, I, I think for me, the only thing that could possibly annoy me in a situation in which Trevor Simeon starts, his first name is Trevor, right? I keep calling yeah. him Trevor. Okay. Yeah. Um, is if Luke Getzi implements a more quick passing game, I, that would highly annoy me if he did that, because that would be playing more to his strengths. He's an uh, anticipatory thrower. He's accurate, you know, on short tosses, but it's like, you can't tell me Justin Fields can't throw a goddamn four yard slant route. You just, you you can't like, even if you're talking about, well, he sometimes lowers the arm angle, which is something I need him to improve on when he's in the pocket, stop fucking throwing from three quarters you do that when you're rolling out, when there's no, when there's not linemen in front of you, I you
0: know. Although but, Michael Schofield, he deserved that one. Well, that he, he, he,
1: right he well, that. I I did. I, I texted someone. I was like, that was, that was like that moment in um, the, the Adam yard. Sandler movie. Yeah. When he yeah. hit the ref in the nuts, that's yeah. exactly what he did right there. <laughs> that's exactly uh, what I thought. Too. It was great. Um, But like because that, that's what we've asked for with Justin that that would allow more time in the pocket with, with a quick uh some some quick passes some just get get the ball out of his hands let him get some confidence let these other guys run different routes and we haven't seen that so that part would annoy me um but other than that I I don't think because one I don't think the talent around Trevor Simeon is anywhere near for him to have a good enough game for anyone to be like see that's what we need um and two he's not I mean has, has anyone seen this guy start before like He's not a good. He's a very good backup. He, he's good for what he's doing now in the league. But if you had to start this guy, you may win one game.
0: I think it's only going to strengthen my MVP argument, if I'm being honest with you, because guys, I mean this, this like I, I feel like it, it's it's it blows my mind that after what Justin Fields has done for what the last five weeks now, like. That people just think you could find like another quarterback could could do the same thing he's doing, at least points wise. This is not yeah. a 30-point offense. This offense sucks. We don't have any playmakers. We have no playmakers on this offense other than quarterback. And like I, I like David Montgomery. I think he's a good player, but that's all he is. Right? He's a good he's a good player. He's not a great player. Great players make that catch. I know, like you were saying, it wasn't necessarily, maybe it wasn't targeted for him. But if he's going to put his hands on it to try and catch it, catch the football. I mean, my Frank, how many goddamn games have we gone through? At least 11, where at least once a game, it's just like, catch the fucking football. Catch yeah. the ball. Catch the football. Just do it. And, and they just can't.
1: Well, I mean, there's the other aspect to that of, This is what's really annoyed me because I've had quite a few people now raise their expectations of Justin Fields in ways that I think are just asinine. Um, I think generally speaking, the raising the the expectation should be up there, whether that's scoring points or maybe you want him to get that 250 yards passing fair. Those are fair things to say, hey, I want to see this by the end of the year because me and you both came in this year with things that we want to see. Remember, we said last year we saw the flashes. We need you to put together a whole half now. All right, you put together the whole half against San Francisco. Give me a full fucking game. Give me multiple games once you got that game. You can sort of stack these things to show, hey, he's the guy. What I don't like is when people start talking about, well, maybe we can if we get a top two or top three pick, maybe if we get another quarterback, even if there's one that's a better prospect than him, which I don't think there are any in this draft. Just think, think like the draft profile of Justin Fields, not what we've seen the trajectory of. This is what happens with young quarterbacks. They're going to go through different ebbs and flows throughout their development. He is still developing. He's and, and you see that because he's not been – he's never – He. Well, at what point in his career, Jack, have you felt like he's stagnant? Like I haven't seen him get better. He's had, He had a couple bad games this year. But then you look at the follow-up games after that, and you're like, oh, that's progress right there. Follow-up so, games, follow-up
0: plays. And, when he and, makes right, a mistake, right. he comes right back.
1: <laughs> and, and and that's my whole point. So people yeah. who – like, uh, unless you can get a prime fucking Peyton Manning or someone who's going to come in who's going to be a lead for multiple years – that's the only time you would ever consider getting rid of a young, talented quarterback. Who's still ascending. Cause, cause people keep talking about potentially getting a rookie. They're not going to no rookie has ever stepped in. That's not named Patrick Mahomes. And I, you can put Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow in those situations, but they didn't win the rookie year. So like they, they were putting up numbers and they were balling out, but they, they, it still didn't really amount to much. And you look at the, the support that was around them. They had very, they had much better weapons than this. Um, so people keep saying that, like, we're going to move on, we're going to move on. To who? Because what college quarterback is going to step in this system right now and be better? Or even, ha- or, and, and, and not, not even just right now, who has a chance to be better from a draft profile? Justin Fields would go number one. To, just, just looking at the last two years of Ohio State, forget these two years, because with these two years combined, he would easily go number one. But just looking at Ohio State, he'd be the number one quarterback in this draft, because he was the number two quarterback in his draft, but he went four. For whatever reason but it's like people keep saying that and i think that that's and that's what i'm saying that that's the annoying part to me is that people aren't people are treating him like he's a finished product which is so fucking weird and it's I, i've only seen this from the bears fan base because you, you look at I, i've seen jacksonville jaguars fans who are honestly the fucking nicest fans so they understand their team's been in shambles for years they're the greatest people to talk to. i've talked to them individually they are awesome um and you look at even what's happening with the jets they're not even giving up on that. I mean, they're, they're admitting that he has been pretty bad. They're like, yeah, but you know what? He's still young. I, I like this draft profile. Fair, because he has a chance to turn it. Well, I don't think he does, but real like uh, hypothetically, he has the chance to turn things around because of the supposed talent that he has. But you're seeing someone like Justin Fields who has been breaking records, balling out, making throws that only him and maybe five other quarterbacks can make on a football field in today's NFL. And they're like, yeah, he fucking sucks. Just let him run the ball. He's a running back become our slot receiver. Like, what are we talking about right now?
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, other than my, you know, Andrew Luck and RG three, right. And, and Russell Wilson, I think but those even three it's hard, were, it's hard for not, me to even
1: say RG three though. He, that was sort of a fad type of offense with the RBO. Yes, that was brand yes, new. And I know yes. the ACL happened in the next the years after he didn't look the same, but realistically he didn't look the same.
0: No, 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 no. But I I was just saying in terms of like rookies coming in, that was kind of the group that sort of started this whole thing. And Tannehill, I think, yeah, Tannehill was part of that as well um, because he was in that draft. But did uh, he have a good
1: rookie year though? I feel like he had a bad one in Miami.
0: I I think it took him a little bit to get Yeah,
1: Well, I mean, he didn't look really, really good until he got to Tennessee. That was when he started to look like top 10 fringe, top 10 type of guy.
0: Well, I I agree with you. You know, rookies and, and, you know, it's it's such an interesting thing too, because it's not even just quarterbacks; it's just rookies in general. I feel like because of the way the NFL works, because rookies can come in and make such a huge impact right away, whereas like baseball or the NBA, right? Rookies come in and you don't really expect a ton from them. Like Pistons fans aren't like weren't last year weren't like Cade Cunningham's hands here oh yeah, we're winning the fucking title. Not like, they're like, no, we got a good piece. Let's see what we can do to build around him. So it's just like, because rookies can come in, especially at the quarterback position and they can make an impact. You know, I think that's become the expectation so fast, but it's like, I I also think that this rookie quarterback draft class is getting to be to the point where it's like a little overrated. Um, There's really only three starters at this point. Uh, or, or three first rounders, in m- in my opinion, um, there was you know a couple other guys people were excited about who I don't think have as all as always happens um, that have really developed throughout the year that I think people thought they would. Um, you know Bryce Young obviously is the the favored number one, C.J. Stroud, and then Will Levis, but <laughs> I just I don't really see how putting any of those three guys in place of Justin Fields makes this offense any better. I, I it's just, I, I just don't see it. Um, Cause it's
1: not, it's not a thing. Anyone who thinks that is either wildly misinformed or they just legitimately think like guys come in the league and that's who they are. And they just, they don't better, understand the development yeah. of a quarterback. It's just point blank period. The, the only positions that you can pretty much judge year one is the running back position. <laughs> I, I, everything else takes a lot I, I, and maybe a pass rusher, like an edge rusher. But even then we've seen, I mean, look at Leonard Floyd from what yeah. he, his time with the bears, then going to the Rams. He's a, and he's not like the dominant guy that the bears thought they were getting, but he was way better than he was with the bears. Like people take time to develop. That happens. I and just
0: love that. You always find a way to get your hatred for running backs and to the conversation. No, it, it, it's, it,
1: it's not that it's just that there's no, it's, it, it's that. No, it's not, hate though, Jack. Safe, you know, it's not, hate. Face. it's that they're just all the same. The only two that aren't the same are Alvin Kamara. Well, three, I guess and Derek, Derek Henry, Henry. Cause he's just the fucking created player and Christian McCaffrey. Cause yeah. they can do everything, but everyone else is like, you, you can't really learn to hit holes. You either have that vision or you don't like you can study the film. What What is a guy that you ever seen that can't hit the holes and like hit, hit the cuts. And all of a sudden, like next year it's like, yup, that's him. Look at Justin Ronald Jones. Fields they or stuck or with not. him for seven years yeah. and he's just not the guy. Like it's just, you know, because I think their job is a little more straightforward than other uh, other positions.
0: You're either Justin Fields or you're not. That simple. Because he's a running back. So, you know, that is, it is what it is.
1: Oh, well, did you, I, I, I made that, I, I made a tweet, did you see when I was like, just imagine if he, it was after the, the touchdown to, to Darnell Mooney, I was like, just imagine if he played quarterback, how good our running back would be. <laughs> people love that.
0: Oh my God. You know, some people probably took that seriously too. Some people are probably like, yeah, fuck yeah, someone finally gets it.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, but probably. I but it's it's crazy. But but again, yeah. I think what it comes down to this is something that me and you've touched on a lot, is that Chicago isn't used to young quarterbacks. No. Wait, so we like and, and to a degree we weren't either, because there were times of confusion with us with Mitch, and we look back now when we're really seeing a quarterback develop and we're like, we should have known this probably mid 2018 that he didn't really improve on anything like there was a, a, yeah, there, there, you just
0: know? there just weren't signs that we knew to look for because of just how, I mean, you, you go from what Rex Grossman, but, but that wasn't really a, a, a situation where you have a guy known for developing quarterbacks. And that was such a different, such a different era too yeah. for developing quarterbacks. Cause just you, it kind of is what you alluded to where it's almost like a guy gets drafted and that's basically who he is throughout his entire career, right? Unless you're drafting one of those top end guys, right? I I don't think a lot of people expected Rex Grossman to develop into the next Peyton Manning or, or, you know, anything like that, but like he just didn't develop at all. And then you go from him to Jay Cutler and it's so funny to me, Frank, because Jay Cutler and you brought this up I think a couple weeks ago and it was such a good point and I was looking for a way to get back to it and this is I think a perfect time Jay Cutler came here as a second year quarterback but third, the Bears fans third. Thir- yeah third year quarterback but Bears fans were treating him like he was an established veteran like he was doing this for 6 or 7 years like he had he had no room to improve and that's fucking crazy. But that's also how the Bears treated it.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. The Bears, <laughs> like, did, the front office did the exact same thing. They're like, we can
0: keep changing uh, coordinators. It's fine. Like, it, it doesn't matter. Like, we'll just well, keep then, implementing offenses and it'll be it'll be totally fine. He'll get and it. Then if,
1: if you remember, Jerry Angelo was like, oh, well, we just don't believe in investing in receivers because the quarterback makes the receiver. And I remember being a kid thinking like, wait a minute now, because every other elite quarterback out there has a really fucking good weapon or two
0: feels like the bears philosophy for a very long time. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So no, it's, and I I think that only plays into this fan base's inability to see where Justin has really improved as a passer. And it's not, I hate that we even say it like that because when the fuck has he ever been a bad passer? He's been making these type of highlight throws since last year with us. I mean, we, we can point to things his rookie year when he was in a dead offense And that San Francisco game and that Pittsburgh game, there was another game too last year that I'm blanking on, but I was like, dude, this guy's got it, man. Like, look at the physical talent. Let him get these reps and let him really understand what he's seeing out there and he's going to get it. Well, Like, I I don't get how you can look at what he does on a football field and say he's a bad passer.
0: And and that's the thing too, where it's like, you know, people want him to, I, I think it's the 300 yard passing thing, right? I think that's where people are at. People want him to be able to throw the football like that because that's what they expect quarterbacks to do, maybe not new-age quarterbacks, but just what they're used to. You look downfield, Justin Fields is nowhere to go with the ball because nobody's open, because he doesn't have any good wide receivers. And the one what he does game, have doesn't play.
1: Do you remember what game um, Bellish Jones dropped that, like, 60-yard pass on a dime? Oh, uh, shit. Was that Dallas? Oh, was That Miami? That was Miami, right?
0: I think it was Miami. I think it was Miami. I can't. Oh, Dallas has had a lot of opportunities. I think it was the. I think it was Miami. I think you're right.
1: It, it was Miami. He had 123 yards passing. You complete that 50 yard or whatever. That's 170. You complete that 20 yarder on a fucking dime to EQ. That's 200. I mean, you're talking about, opera, like, you're not watching the game if you're just saying he needs to get to 200 or 300 yards.
0: Agreed. Agreed, and and you're not watching the game because you're not understanding what Justin Fields' skill set is. And if you're upset that Justin Fields isn't throwing three hundred passing yards, but they're still putting up thirty points, your 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 issues are misplaced. Your issues are misplaced, because that's not that's not the point. Point is to score the fucking football and they are to score in the end zone. That's what they do now. So our expectations should have risen. Frank, I, I want to say this and then we'll get to our picks. Um because it goes into my question that that you asked earlier about do I want Justin Fields to play? I'm going to be honest with you because I saw the Ian Rappaport rep, report? Ian Rappaport report. That's a weird way to say that. but
1: Ian report.
0: He's got a uh, what is it? Um, dislocated left shoulder. He's mm-hmm. considered day-to-day by the Bears. They're optimistic that he could play this week which is great. But I also saw that he said, you know, it could be a season thing, could be a season-ending injury. And it hit me for a second. And I was like, how would I feel if Justin Fields is out for the rest of the year? I'm going to be honest with you, Frank. Part of me feels like we could just sort of wrap the season up and, and, and you and I would be able to call it a, a success. Because if yeah. you think about our watch guide, what we were looking for from week one— the Bears have hit every single mark. Offensively, defensively, they got a long, a long way to go. But that was something we talked about, too. There, there wasn't a lot to look for defensively. We were looking for guys who we could maybe carry over into next year. And I think that's Jaquan Brisker, Eddie Jackson, Kyler Gordon. You kind of have to. You have to, uh,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Jalen Johnson, he looked a lot better this week than he did last week. Maybe it was an injury thing. We'll see. Jack Sanborn is definitely a carryover. And Justin Jones. Justin Jones, Jones, yep. I mean, defensively, like, that that's, I mean, they're not, I wouldn't call any of them necessarily, like, foundational building block pieces. But some pretty good talent, you know, starters. So now you kind of look to fill out the rest of those spaces offensively. Justin Fields has grown into what we were hoping for. Maybe, maybe the last argument, the last thing you could see is something you touched on where it was. All right, Justin, we've seen the flashes show it to us for a quarter. All right. Show it to us for a half show it to us for three quarters. The last two things I would like to see from Justin Fields before the season is over is I'd love to see him play against a team like the jets that can't score like the bears can, because Everybody that the, that Justin Fields has gone up against has been almost outside of maybe the Patriots has been an offense that has been able to keep pace with the bears offense, this jets offense, maybe not so much. So I'd love to see him just win, win that way and just outscore the opponent to the point where they just can't keep up. I think that would be cool. And then also the last thing is just to see him do one of those fourth quarter comebacks.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Um, I'm not saying it's all on him, right? Cause I, I don't think you and I believe that, but other than that season, absolutely had everything I wanted to see. Justin yep. Fields became the guy, boom, end of discussion, right?
1: No, 100%. And, and that's, that's what I was going to say too, when you brought that up, was I just want to, if I can get one game winning drive this year, that would be, that would be, even if it's just leading to a field goal that Cairo Santos would have inevitably miss Miss. but uh (laughs) you know justin just doing that um but i said that a couple of weeks ago i was like justin has impressed me so much and i hate that his shoulder took it literal but i said he impressed me so much that he can miss the rest of the year um and i would be fine like we would be moving into next year with knowing he's the dude yeah unless it was some catastrophic injury that he's never playing football again that's a told but like you know just say fuck it we're sitting him out we don't we don't want him to get hurt and we, I'm not saying what that what they should do because reps are important and to answer my own question if he's 100 percent healthy I want him out there because I do want him to continue to get experience but if yeah. he's not if he's 98 percent you sit him yeah you, you just you you can't have him he, he's too important to the future of this team um to, to, to let him out there and like if we were a super Bowl team if we were if our record was flipped you're talking about playoff positioning then sure maybe it's worth a chance agree but I like for me I, I would sit him This week, 100%.
0: Yeah, Um, and if you could guarantee me he was going to get some of those fucking calls that he didn't get, that's something I didn't touch on from that game. What the fuck is going on?
1: He's getting hit
0: in the head, man.
1: Dude, I, I was watching that game before the interception when he slid. That was like two seconds late to the head. Yeah. I don't know how in the world that's not called. And then Marcus Mariota, which, you know, the, the call was correct on Mariota. It was soft, but it was correct. That one where, was it Brisker or was it Gordon where yeah. he, he was like stumbling over and he like grabbed his foot? Dude, okay, I, I get it. That's the rule. But then when there's something like 10 times more egregious than that to not be called, I mean, that changes the whole scope of the game. That's 15 yards and automatic first down, and we're just, we're, we're either at or beyond midfield if my memory is serving me correct.
0: And not just the penalty, it's also setting it up for the future because again we're at this point where it's like who is going to say enough is enough for on uh, in terms of the officiating because it's just going to keep happening people are going to keep hitting him like that because people are going to look at that film and be like oh well it wasn't a flag
1: yeah and 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 you know what 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 um ryan poles talked about in his introductory press conference what he said that what he thought won him the job when he talked about how he thought the offensive line last year was too timid I think there's a player on this team that would have, if he was on that field playing right guard after that hit, would have would would have had something to say at the very least. To uh, I think it was a defensive tackle or defensive end that 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 hit that hit Justin. And and it's like, I know this is still a makeshift line that we're dealing with, but that was part of the identity that we were sold on. And again, that's not not to say we would have won three more games if they were just nastier. But something like that, Tevin Jenkins is is, is at the very least getting in that guy's face, and that would have been a portion had he like put like, got a. Uh, uh, what 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 do they call the, the 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 penalty if, if you hit someone?
0: Oh, unsportsman unsportsmanlike,
1: um, unsportsman-like conduct. conduct. I would have been completely okay with that. Yeah. Because th- th- those are the moments in which you have to let the, the the rest of the league know you're not getting away with that shit. If the refs aren't gonna call it, you're you're gonna catch these fucking paws. Yeah, <laughs> and I think the only I, I think the only guy in on our team that that would do that is Tevin Jenkins.
0: I I was glad that Tevin. Well, not glad. That's gonna sound bad, but I was I was relieved to see that he was hurt uh and that's why he wasn't playing he
1: wasn't as being held because i was
0: just very confused why michael Schofield was still in after just a lot of the mistakes he was having so um but yeah the the calls i mean what made me like not again not happy but like relieved i guess is that it wasn't just a fan thing right it wasn't you and i just being like man, he should really be getting some of these calls. Like Jaquan Brisker being like, enough is a fuck enough. Like, these are NFL players seeing this, and they're like, why are other people getting this call and not Justin Fields? So I, I really hope that that's something that they take more of a look at, and and he needs to start getting those calls because it, it's the only way a guy like him who takes those kind of hits is going to continue his NFL career because well, he needs to just get those calls.
1: Well, But, but the other thing is, though, is that that hit when he's sliding, he's doing everything he can to protect himself. That, that's yep. so it's like he's do, when you're doing everything right is when you need to get the call for sure. Yeah. Because at that point you can't protect yourself anymore. You can't run out of bounds when you're in the middle of the forward.
0: field. He's not diving forward. That's
1: that's my whole he's point. Sliding. That was a textbook slide. What more do you do in that situation to protect yourself?
0: And when he got hit, you saw that he immediately grabbed for his shoulder. So you're like a double double way. I mean, especially when they don't call it that. Yeah. That just can't happen. Um. I don't know what's been going on. Like this is the most, and, and again, it's in games that I don't really think necessarily matter, obviously, but it's just so weird that like the last few weeks, it feels like the bears have just gotten shafted on a lot of these calls. Like, it's just really, yeah. really weird. I don't know what's going on. The
1: the, the Atlanta game was, wasn't it was nearly as bad as the totally, two weeks before. And yeah. the only call that I had a real big complaint on was the, uh, yes. what well, was the no call on Justin Fields. Um, uh you're 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 not you're not wrong. It's it but it also made me wonder. I don't know if I brought this up to you. I was texting someone and I was like the way that they have like announcer crews where it's like it's clear this is like the D team for Fox and they're really bad. I almost wonder like if that's the case. Yeah, it, with, was, it was. It yeah. was with with like referees where it's like this crew, they're an NFL crew, but they're not gonna get an important game. And just like you said, these games aren't that important that the Bears are playing. For the Falcons, they are, because they're still in their division. But even then, like, they're the fucking Falcons. They're not making any noise in the playoffs if they make it there. Um, it makes me feel like maybe that's part of this thing. because the old, and, and I sort of furthered that thought, because when you think about the incentive to get calls right and be a good crew, it's to because to, you get a pay bump when you officiate the playoffs, and they only pick the best crews for the playoffs, and then right. the best of the best for the Super Bowl. So, it, it you know that, I don't know. That, that That's what it seems like it is. I know people get into, well, it's fixed. If people are fixing, the NFL is fixing fucking bears games. Uh, you know, <laughs> this is the WWE then, and they're just scripting everything. And all the players are in on it too. Cause there's no fucking reason to be scripting bears games at this point. Like what are, are fixing bears games? Like what, what are we talking about?
0: Yeah, it was, it was just a, a very weird situation. I, I, I would love to see them start getting those calls swinging their way, but you know, we'll, 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 well have to wait and see.
1: But but then that's the thing. That's the last thing we can do our picks. I, I, I have the same philosophy that I do with NFL refs that I do with like MLB umpires. If that pitch two inches two inches on the outside is your strike zone today, keep calling it and let the players adjust. I'm fine right. with that. It, it's wrong, but for the whole game, the players have to adjust to it because you're calling it both ways. When is the last time the Bears were a beneficiary of a bad call?
0: It. I mean, it may have happened and we just overlooked it, but... It feels I feels like...
1: I, I, I have... We, can you, you, and this isn't me being biased. Maybe it has happened and we and we missed it, but I've texted you before on a call that went for us, oh, that was soft, or that was a bad call by the ref. Yeah. Like, in-game, right when it happens, I'm like, oh, that wasn't... We, we got lucky right there. When was the last
0: time... I, and, and again, I'm not saying, like, when was... Like, oh, here we go. Like, no, really. When was the last time we got a pass interference call? That's
1: a fucking... I'm going to have
0: to... <laughs> I'm gonna have to look for that when 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 they play the Jets this week because I don't.
1: That's a great question. I mean, the the one that comes across the mind that should have happened was the Claypool one uh, against Miami. We didn't get it. No, I know. I don't know. We don't even get like defensive holding, and I'm not saying like the refs are blatantly not doing it. I I almost feel like that's. (laughs) Well, no, but what what I'm saying is that that almost tells me how bad the wide receiving core is at this point.
0: That they can't even. If sell you like,
1: if you can't beat your guy, that he has to interfere with you or hold you, you're you're probably not. And I'm not saying like every play, but like it just never happens.
0: Yeah. Something to think about. Uh, all right, yeah, let's let's get into our picks. Uh, week twelve, we got some Thanksgiving football. Frank, happy oh, Thanksgiving yeah. to you and your family. I hope you guys have a good one. Have a good one planned. Uh, Buffalo at Detroit. Buffalo, their second week in Detroit, playing in Detroit. Yeah, Isn't that part kind of nice for their short week, but uh, yeah, I'm going Buffalo, Frank. I, I come
1: on, what are we? I'm going here? Buffalo as well. Hey, but if the Lions pull this off, dude, you're you're talking about a sneaky little Listen, wild card team.
0: So so that is something you know. I, I had actually texted Frank. Um, full disclosure, I texted him some coach some teams that I think will have coaching openings and. Uh, if you'll recall, listeners, a few weeks ago, the Lions' Dan Candle was, was on our list. You know, at, at one point I was like, I don't know, maybe he bought himself a week, another week. But then, you know, they kept playing. And I was like, nah, this guy's fucking gone. I don't know, man. I, I, think, I, I think I'm back on the train. He may have bought himself one more year. At the I, very least. At the very least, one more year.
1: I, I thought he did, too, because even in those losses, he never really lost. I, you can't just cycle through coaches every two years. You know, it's because what what are you setting up for the next guy? And I do think he set up a a, a good culture there, a good locker room culture. And the the wins obviously helped the last couple of weeks. we well, they're on a three game winning streak now. Um, but I, you know, even then I, but then you sort of get into the eh, we'll go on because I was going to dive into like <laughs> if you're going to get a new quarterback and you're not sure about this guy, you sort of have to get rid of him and get the guy that you you want. Right. But um, I'm going Bills.
0: Uh, Giants at Dallas, uh, God damn the one week I don't pick Dallas again. And they, the defense absolutely shows up on, in Minnesota. Uh, I'm going Dallas cause that, that this team is playing really good football right now.
1: I I'm going Dallas as well. And it's just because the Giants fucking stink, dude. Like <laughs> that, that offense does not look very different personnel wise than what the bears and they just lost, uh, Wandale Robinson.
0: Who had a really good game,
1: too. He's a really good player. I like yeah. him a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's they're, they're that they're running very thin on weapons over there. I, and also, and it's, also,
0: Dallas will be wearing the best the best uniforms on Thursday. So
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm win. going Dallas as well.
0: And then a very weird, weird nightcap: New England at Minnesota. Just a weird mix.
1: I. I I like that there's no narrative, though. It's not no, going to be this the nighttime. Just let them play football. What is the narrative? There is none. Like, that's why I love what's it. What's the
0: watching point from this game? I, I'm going Minnesota. I'm going Minnesota. New England's not going to fool me into thinking they're a good team, right?
1: I like that defense, though, dude. No, you don't. I do. Their offense fucking sucks. <laughs> but that defense that they got, I mean, that's what Bill does. Bill Bill builds really good defenses. I'm going Patriots upset, little Thursday night okay. special.
0: All right, I like it. Uh, Houston at Miami, uh, no two ways about this one. I'm going Miami.
1: I'm going Miami as well.
0: Uh, Cincinnati at Tennessee, ain't gonna fool me. I'm going Joey Joey B. Joey B. Cincinnati, dude. Come on, they look real fucking good right now.
1: They do, they do. But I in these who types is Samaja Piran? Why is why is this a thing now? I I don't know. But in these types of matchups, the the Bengals still have that finesse to them. Mm-hmm. And in the regular season, Mike Rabel beats finesse teams. I, 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 I hate that the Titans probably will never win a super bowl. Cause I love their style of football. I really do. Cause it's not like a full look back to the nineties or early two thousands. They mix in nice passing schemes as well. I love their physicality, dude. I'm I'm going Titans.
0: Their jerseys are ugly. Uh, Denver at Carolina. Uh, I'm going Denver, but I don't feel all that confident about it.
1: I'm going Carolina. I I, I can't I can't pick Denver. I can't because <laughs> at out. least we, at least we've seen good and fun games from the Panthers. So maybe I'm more so rooting for the Panthers here because the the Broncos are the more talented team. But that should be all the reason why they're more disappointing. I, I'm I'm going Panthers. Sam, Sam Darnold's back in. He's gonna rush for four touchdowns.
0: We're gonna save uh, Bears. Yeah. How come no one ever called Sam Darnold as a, a running back? You wonder. Uh, we're gonna save Bears Jets for last. Uh, Atlanta at Washington. Washington playing some real good football. Same, same good thing ball. I talked about with uh, with uh, Dan Campbell. Ron Rivera, I thought he was good as gone, but he he may be buying himself some time too, man. I'm going Washington.
1: Yeah. I'm going Washington as well. I still think there's with with uh, Riverboat Ron. There's just a ceiling that yeah. he has with teams. And it, but this is what he does though. He makes his teams competitive. They, they, you know, he's
0: who made a super bowl.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, you're like just around a 500 guy. You're really good for the locker room. Yeah. I, when he was the Bears defensive coordinator, I fucking loved him. I hated that he left because I would have offered him the job straight up, uh, you know, upon loving leaving. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, he may still get the chopping block, but, but I'm, going, I'm going Commanders. <laughs>
0: uh, Tampa Bay at Cleveland. Uh, I'm going Tampa Bay in this one.
1: I think you have to go Tampa, right? They're, they're on a nice little roll here. You, you know, I, I sort of look around the league. Imagine if Jacoby Brissett was on the Jets. He's playing good ball, dude. He looks yeah. like, I mean, he's just a professional quarterback. He's like that guy right now that you plug him in on a team that has a really good defense and he just has to make the right throws. That's a playoff team right there.
0: I'm surprised by how weak Cleveland's defense has seemed to be these last few weeks. I thought that was going to be one of their, I thought honestly they could win with Jacoby Brissett just based off their running game and their defense alone. And they just. Nothing.
1: Yeah. Well, and, he, and and it's not on him. He's played. I thought he's played very that's well. I'm, that's sure. what
0: I'm saying. I, yeah. I thought they'd be able to, to really hang in there without, you know, until Deshaun Watson came back, but it doesn't seem to be the case. So, uh Tampa Bay's also coming off a bye. Brady went into the bye feeling real good. I, I don't know. This this just feels like have has all the all the feelings of one of his patented runs. So we'll see. Um Baltimore at Jacksonville. I did a little scratch off. A little scratch, Frank, because I picked Baltimore. And I was like, you know what? Nope. I'm going Jacksonville in this one. Uh, Baltimore, Frank, something is not right. Something is not working in Baltimore, right? I know they won, but they did not look good at all in yeah. car- against Carolina.
1: Listen, the, the, the Ravens are the giants of the AFC. I, it's just, it's ugly football and they don't look like a very good team, but they just find ways to win. I, I think obviously the talent at the quarterback position is heavily also, in favor of the Ravens. Yeah. Um. I I got to go Ravens. I mean, the Jaguars, I, you know, I, I think Trevor has, is. The same way we looked at Fields, I think he's making strides that fan base is really enjoying. But I can't imagine I, because the game's going to be close. The Ravens just play close with everybody.
0: You know, that's something else too. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has had a few opportunities to go and win a game at the at the end of uh, at the end of the fourth quarter as well, and hasn't done it either. So it's not just a Justin Fields thing, you know. It, yeah. It's, it's, and if you think about it, really, I don't know how many times. Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields really had to do that at Ohio State and at Clemson, right? They were, I mean, they you're like get blowing up so,
1: teams out on a weekly basis. Yeah.
0: So, you know, maybe it's something that they're both still developing at. But, but uh, I mean,
1: that's also that that's just a that, that's like the final piece of an elite quarterback. It's when mean, you can sure. consistently count them like that, that's the final building block. Um, you know. So they're 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 far beyond that because neither of them are competing.
0: Yeah. I I agree. I agree. Uh, Raiders at Seattle. I just made a change. Uh, I realized I made a mistake. Um, cause I was thinking about old Seattle, right? This is new Seattle. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going, I'm going with Seattle in this game. Uh, the Raiders, I know they won again, but man, Josh McDaniels, man, I I would be I, at this point, I, w- I would say it's probably like a 30 chance wow. he's, he gets fired.
1: I don't think they have the money. I legitimately don't think they have enough money to fire him. I'm serious. They're they're still paying John Gruden. I don't know if they're in a lawsuit to try to get money back or whatever, but uh, or get out of paying. But then to do that right away, like he's this, he may have the most secure job in all of sports at this point. Oh,
0: maybe he'll just leave. Maybe he'll be like, you know what? I want to go be in New England.
1: Yeah, but then he'd have to forfeit that money.
0: Yeah. I mean, we've seen what kind of person he is. Who knows?
1: Yeah, I'm guessing you're going Seattle. I'm going. I mean, yeah, I, you, you, the same reason that I was talking about the Titans. Seattle is a physical fucking football team. The Raiders get punched in the mouth; they're not punching back.
0: It sucks. I, I really like the Raiders. They have a good defensive line. I wish the Bears had Max Crosby. I wish. I, they had I, I wish
1: we had He's any really pass good. rusher at this point.
0: <laughs> well, we have we have pass rushers. We just don't have good ones. Do we? They're just guys. They're just guys. You're right. Uh, Chargers at Arizona, uh, regardless of who he plays, quarterback. God damn. I mean, are there two any more perfect teams to meet in a oh, matchup? Than these? I'm going Chargers. I'm going Chargers, though.
1: I'm going Chargers, too, in like a 1916 game. But Justin Herbert, I, Justin Herbert's turning into into Russell Wilson for me back in his prime with the Seattle it's every game is 19 to 16. It comes down to a kicker having him and he has 400 yards with three touchdowns. I don't fucking understand it.
0: They're going to go into negative points. If there's two teams who could figure it out, it's, it's these two teams right here. Yeah, you're right. Uh, New Orleans at San Francisco. Um, I'm going San Francisco. This team has has figured it out. This is the team we all thought they would be. Uh, I, I remember a couple weeks back, Frank, I told you, that San Francisco should just fucking trade uh, Trey Lance, sign Jimmy Garoppolo to whatever deal he wants, and just let just keep running it back. Because this is, I mean, they're playing really goddamn good football. They, right they
1: are. I mean, and Christian McCaffrey has unlocked a whole different, I mean, he would do that for anyone. He's probably the best or, or top three running back in the league. Um, I'm going with the Niners as well. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Because I think you can make the case. well, well, that'll be a topic we get into. But uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do at quarterback in the offseason. We're a long yeah. ways away from there. So, uh, uh,
0: Rams at Kansas City. Uh, surprisingly, the Rams are not in another uh, in another national game. Thank God, because I'm I'm sick of that team. I I told you they were losing to that that Rams they, team. Told you.
1: Told they me. fucking stink?
0: They're terrible. Uh, or excuse me, the Saints is what I'm about to say. Uh, I'm going Kansas City, obviously. I'm, I'm
1: going KC as well. Patrick uh, Holmes may sit the whole second half.
0: Green, <laughs> green Bay at Philadelphia. Uh, I'm going Philly.
1: I'm going Philly as well. I, I Again, the, the Packers, they just had that thing this year when, when you punch them, except for the Cowboys. They Aaron Rodgers hates Dallas for some reason, and he just turns into prime A-Rod. Because um, like, I think got, it's
0: who we saw across the, across the aisle, you know?
1: Yeah, probably. But, the, I mean, the Eagles, they're too dynamic. I don't think the Packers will be able to keep up. I'm going Eagles. Although
0: Eagles are coming off a pretty pretty bad game themselves, against but the they Colts. found
1: a way to win. That that that, that was they a did. good thing. That was a good thing to me because they you're not going to be able to score 30 and blow everyone out. You have to find other ways to win as an elite team, and I that that was a a, a positive. Did you see
0: Did you see Nick Sirianni coming off the the field? Did you see what he, he told fans? No, I he said that one was for Frank in for reference me? to it like yeah that's what i thought too but no apparently it was for frank reich
1: oh so I, he was
0: basically I, saying that was bullshit what the colts did and you know lo but, and behold jeff saturday has scored a combined 32 points in two games which not very good yeah but it's now almost like jeff saturday it's almost like frank reich wasn't the entire problem but whatever uh speaking of colts oh God, monday night football this Ugh.
1: is ugly
0: yeah. Pittsburgh. And, yeah. Why? This is this fucking is gross. Who put the, who, who set this up for Monday night football? Peyton Manning was like, you know what? Give me, give me one game. Give me but one I'm looking,
1: game. I mean, Jack, I'm looking up and up and down. Who, who would you even it's replace not this, this game it's,
0: with? It's an ugly week of football. Maybe
1: Titans Bengals.
0: I was thinking the same, maybe commanders
1: Falcons, fight. but like, this isn't, this is a bad week of football, yeah, which means it's it, going to be entertaining usually. But I just mean, like, record-wise, narrative-wise, there's nothing else I don't think you can put.
0: I mean, Chargers fans have to be happy that they're just not on national football again. Uh, But uh, I'm going to go Indianapolis in this one. Um, uh, Toss-up. I mean, look, Najee Harris finally comes back to life and and looked really, really good. I, I was very surprised by that. Not for nothing. Oh, my God, Frank, it's almost like Kenny Pickett isn't a fucking bomb. He just needed some time to develop. I mean, he, he made good some last week really good throws. Uh, George Pickens, you know, it's a real shame. The bears had no chance to draft him.
1: So I, dude, I and there are people on Twitter who just keep on like, I, I I've l- legitimately muted and blocked people. Cause there are some people on bears Twitter that are fucking morons. I mean, they're just going to stick up for every single thing. Um, and they're still like, yeah, Gordon was still the better pick. Like even with hindsight, you think Gordon and Brisker were a better pick over George fucking Pickens? You're out of your mind.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: uh, but I, but yeah, I, I'm going, I'm in. going with I'm Steelers. Going in. I'm going, with going Steelers. I'm going Steelers. Yeah.
0: You hate Jeff Saturday that much, huh?
1: No. I just I, I the, Mike Tomlin's not fucking losing to Jeff Saturday.
0: That would that would be that would not have been on my bingo card for this season. I'm going to be honest with you.
1: As a matter of fact, they should have a fucking boxing match at halftime and Mike Tomlin beat the shit out of him at midfield. That is something maybe the NFL should implement. That'd be kind of cool. Quick two, like four round fights at, yeah. at halftime.
0: Yeah, we're just like have like random coaches just get in the ring and just fight
1: each other. Just might win the whole fucking thing.
0: He would get in there. Oh, yeah.
1: Actually. Oh, he would, he would 100% get in there. I think, I, no, would, I don't know, Dan Campbell. They quite literally kill somebody in a ring. That man is crazy. (laughs) Put him in there
0: with Bill Belichick. You know what? Honestly, no. My money would be on Pete Carroll winning the damn thing. If you got every NFL coach into a ring and just let them go at it, Pete Carroll's (laughs) coming out
1: on top. (laughs) I mean, if he's coming out on top, these NFL coaches are are (laughs) in awful shape. That man's older than Joe Biden. Prove it.
0: Prove it to me. All right, Frank, uh, I almost forgot that we still haven't covered the Bears and Jets game. So we should probably do that before we get out of here to our families and to enjoy a wonderful Thanksgiving where we can be thankful for the gift that is Justin Fields and literally nothing else in this sports town because it's just become a goddamn hellscape.
1: I mean, who who doesn't want to celebrate the slaughtering of Native Americans by white men, Jack? I'm so excited for that.
0: That's not what happened, Frank. All right. We (laughs) (laughs) we we showed up. Uh-huh. All right. Wait, who is we? And, well, I just assumed you were grouping me in with them. <laughs> no, <why were> <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff. Oh man, I can laugh again without coughing. This is a look at that. Thing. That's
1: a fucking win. All right, it's, Jackie, can we the, preview the goddamn game for the for the people listening and watching? I was
0: gonna say, well, listen, they like to hear us laugh every now and then. How could you not? You know. um Bears jets. Bears are in the Meadowlands, New Jersey. I'm not sure why they're called New York, but whatever. Um, Frank, I have a big asterisk next to this game um, for multiple reasons. I, I have wrote down the Bears will win. The Bears will win if Justin Fields plays, if Trevor Simeon plays, and Zach Wilson plays as well. If Zach Wilson doesn't play, if it's Flacco, if it's Mike White, and Justin Fields doesn't play, I don't know if the Bears win this game. Because, Frank, something that's getting lost in the shuffle is this Jets offense is not a three-point offense. This Jets offense is very good. They have some really, really talented pieces up and down, especially at the wide receiver spot. And if they can get a quarterback in there who can get them the football, I, I think this offense is going to be pretty good. Um, and this Bears defense is, is just in shambles right now. They're just so bad, um, especially if Justin Fields doesn't play. I, I just – I would not feel good about that. So if Zach Wilson plays, either way I think they win. If Justin Fields doesn't play and Trevor Simeon does, but, you know, it's Mike White or, or Joe Flacco – you know, I, I think the Jets will probably win. Um, what I'm looking for, I, it, it's tough, right? Because if Justin Fields plays, it's it's the same thing we've looked for every single week, right? But if Trevor Simeon plays, I mean, what what's you got to look for more out of Darnell Mooney and, and Chase Claypool, right? Those are the two guys, and Cole Kmet, three guys who have to really step it up on the offense because now they're the focal point. Right. It it, it becomes it turns away from Justin Fields being the focus of the offense. Now it's they're going to need to pass to win this game because the Jets defensive line is pretty good. So, you know, they're going to have to take advantage. But I mean, you got sauce Gardner on the other side. Covered who knows who. going could be a very long day for this Bears offense.
1: Yeah, I think on the Bears side of things. Isolating this game. That's why it's unfortunate that Justin Fields, you know, may not play, or if he plays, which he better not play if he's not 100%. I I, I will be calling for heads to roll from the top down if they decide to play him and he's not he's not healthy or 100% healthy. Um, but this is a big test. This this might be the best defense in football. I mean that that secondary that pass rush they are fucking good. <clears throat> um, and you'd like to see what you know what Justin can do against this type of defense. Uh, and then even with that said, healthy or not, it, well, maybe not the fully or not, but the one thing that I'd like to see sauce Gardner's going to take Darnell Mooney out of the game. If they have him shadow him all. I mean, he he is elite. He's a top five cornerback already. Um, what does Lou Getty do now? And now that you're almost forced to play your uh, second best or potentially your first best receiver and chase Claypool, who are you going to rely upon? When your number one is out of the game, but let, I mean, let's just let's just act, let's act like that's the case. I mean that that's how you know when people game plan for Darrell Revis. Oh, you're playing the Bengals as well. Ocho Cinco ain't fucking doing anything. Let's see what else <laughs> we can do because yeah. Darrell's gonna take you out of the game. I mean that that sauce is damn near there. Um, so from that standpoint, I'm really curious to see what Luke Getzi does. Um, what does he do if we can't run the ball? Because the run defense is really good. You know, it, it, it's sort of these small tests that I that, that are very important to a, to a young team. On the flip end, if you're a Jets fan, this is a huge fucking litmus test. If I'm a Jets fan, I want Zach Wilson to play this game because if you can't put up points against this Bears defense, you legitimately aren't an NFL quarterback. Like you're you're not even a backup. You need to go to the CFL next week with the weapons that you have. Let's just let, let, let's throw him a pass for the New England games, for as bad as he was against both of those. Because that's what, you know, that's what Bill does to young quarterbacks, not named Justin Fields. He, but, he just I mean, missed too no many open
0: throws, though, man. Like there was a couple I know. plays where, where he had, I, I, I can't remember who it was, but it was someone, I, it was Denzel Mims. He was running right down the middle of the field and, and Zach was like looking at him. He just didn't throw the football, which is weird. Oh, because I know. That was one of the things that. You and I had talked about a potential positive for Zach Wilson was he seemed like one of those almost like Brett Favre, where he was like a gunslinger Jay Cutler type, where he was going to make the the thing that was going to be his downfall was he was going to make turn, turn the ball over too much because he was trying to make throws that he that he just shouldn't. But he wasn't even trying to do that. He was just, he just wouldn't throw the football.
1: He is I I to be quite honest with you, I think Jets fans could live with him being bad if he was that. Because that was the one thing I've always said about Jay Cutler was like, he's won some games, he's lost some games, but he's going to fucking keep throwing the ball. Like, you you have to, at the very least, respect that. When your quarterback starts to play timid and starts to play scared, that's when they, they've they lost it. You you can't, I mean, name an average quarterback who plays timid or scared, let alone an elite one. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so, and that's what he's been. He's been timid since the day he stepped out of an NFL football field. He doesn't, and, but... The reason is, I don't think he's out there literally scared of getting hit or anything. He doesn't know what he's seeing, so he can't trust, he can't even trust like, oh, I can make this throw, because I don't even think he always sees the throws. And that was like, that was proof right there. That was such a good play design. I I don't know what the route was on the left side of the field, but he made that, it was a single high safety. He made that safety, whoever the play caller is, go all the way to that side of the field, and Mims was freed up on that little post route or whatever that was, and it's like, dude, yeah. I, I mean, like, again, I, I keep going back to Jacoby Percet because I think he's sort of that prototypical, this is your pro quarterback. This is what a pro quarterback should look like at, you know, at minimum. He makes that throw and that's a touchdown. That's easy. Joe Flacco makes that throw and that's a touchdown. Easy. Justin Fields makes that throw. Like th- that is an that's an easy NFL throw. And he didn't even attempt it. He was like scared to attempt it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to everything you and I had talked about where we were just confused why he this prospect was getting this type of attention. And just this is the kind of stuff that carries over. Right. He didn't have to do a lot of this against good defenses. Uh, And he was putting up numbers against high school competition because of covid. Right. And the one team that he plays that's ranked in Coastal Carolina and he looked bad. Like it it just it, it just this is the type of stuff that you and I had been talking about that we were you know, concerned about. And I agree with you. I think Jets fans would be okay with him turning the ball over like that on hard throws, because it's like, okay, you know, that's something to learn from, but you can't learn from it if you're not even trying. Like that's, that's the thing that I think Jets fans at this point, and obviously the cherry on top being him saying he didn't feel like he let his team down at all. I I could not believe that he just, and, and to just say no with no explanation, I mean, come on, man! Like that's <laughs> your defense that was holds nuts. holds the other team to three points, and you lose the game because you can't score more than three points.
1: But like, think about wow. think about any other quarterback. Yeah. In, in games where it was like it was the defensive defense. man sport. Mitch would do it? Oh, Mitch! I mean, Mitch. That for his, he would always say like, "Oh, I just have to, I have yeah. to play better. Like I, yeah. I, I was horrible." Um, and sometimes I think he was a little too harsh on himself. He, he had an okay game and he's like, I was the worst quarterback. And I'm like, relax, Mitch, you weren't that bad. But, um, no, that, that's what leaders do though. Like that's now it may start to fall on deaf ears. If you just continue to say that, I and mean, that's what happened with Mitch. Yeah, I got to be better. And you just don't get better Then you know, that's clear that you're just not the dude. But I mean, I, we, we've seen quarterbacks after their defense gives up 30 and they score 28 and they're like, well, we had a chance on the last drive. We got to win that game. It's like, well, your defense maybe could have got a stop or two along the way, and you could have won that game too. But that's what quarterbacks do. You're the leader of the team. I, yeah, it's 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 not going to end well for them. And, and they're winning too much to to move on to a, a young prospect that has more potential than him. So I'm very curious to see. I, I mean, could they go all out and maybe try to get Lamar Jackson?
0: I've been seeing the Aaron Rodgers connection because of, of Mike LaFleur as the OC of the Jets. Matt LaFleur. Nice little swap, swap. Give the Packers Zach Wilson. I'd be okay with that. I'd be perfectly fine with that.
1: Jordan Love may be better than, I think not maybe he (laughs) is. I think he's better than Zach Wilson.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, Frank, there is, you know, we're 11, we're going into 12 weeks in now. And uh, I I just, I, I think it'd be remiss of us not to say that. Do you remember beginning of the year That there were some Bears fans out there, the prominent ones as well, saying that the Steelers, Mitch Trubisky, would be missed as the Bears quarterback. People would miss, at this point, people would be wishing we had Mitch back. Where are those people
1: at these days? I have no idea, because we said that he wasn't starting more than five games. And what did he start, two?
0: Two? Two or three? Three? Four? Maybe can't remember,
1: but it wasn't very many. Yeah, it, it was, was not funny. very many, I, but it's, it's
0: just, just funny, just funny. But yeah, I mean, listen, this bears jets game doesn't really hold a lot of interest to me. <laughs> I'm going to be honest I with know. you. Well,
1: especially if Justin doesn't play. And th- that's yeah. the other portion that like really sucks that like, especially on the defensive end that people aren't stepping up because if we had guys who we felt like, Hey, they, they're ascending to something. If there would be something to watch for, the team overall is kind of abysmal. Like Yeah. Who, what do we even have to watch with Justin Fields out? I think
0: I think that's arguably the most disappointing thing of this season. Um, is that there just weren't a lot of like I think you and I saw potential building blocks and I just don't think a lot of them, if any of them really panned out. Um, like I said, like we talked about, the core secondary, you can absolutely move forward with next year and put them in starters. Jack Sanborn is probably the one guy we could say we maybe thought could do something and then did, which is great. Uh, offensively, let's give credit where credit is due. I think Braxton Jones is absolutely a starter at left tackle next year or right tackle if they want to draft a left tackle. Um, I think he's a starter. Right, you can at least play play him because um, again, he's a rookie, right? He can still develop too. And I, not for nothing, I thought he played pretty well last week.
1: I thought he um, did as well.
0: Uh, Cole Komet? yes, I think Cole Komet is an absolute starter next. Like he's that. And, that's made me feel better because he may not be great still, but I mean those these last three games before the Atlanta. No, include the Atlanta game because he made that incredible catch. Kolkomet doesn't yep. do that, you yep. know what I mean? So I think they're starting to get somewhere with him, which is which is great. But you know, guys that we were excited about, uh, Trust and Abner, obviously he just looks like a dude, right? That was more of a like project,
1: guy. fun thing. I don't sure. think we ever expected him to come in and like beat Tariq no. Cohen, you know?
0: No, but uh, Velas, you know, Velas still has some room to grow. Um, he
1: may be fucking cut next year, Jack. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know.
0: He's- well, well, we're going to have to see. Cause I mean, he's, if, if he can keep doing things like that on the kick return.
1: Yeah, that's sure. true.
0: Um, but you know, Darnell Mooney kind of seems like just a guy at this point, right? No,
1: not just a guy. He's just not a number one. Like you, you, you stick Garrett sure. Wilson on the outside. Darnell Mooney's a really good number two. And that's what we thought he was. And remember, we said this year you have to prove to be a number one. Like, you're the only guy before Chase Claypool. Well, even with Chase Claypool because he didn't play. But <laughs> I
0: still don't get hey, what? Just come on. Like, like get, get him involved. Get him involved. Yeah. That's all I'm asking.
1: That's all I'm asking. No, but I, and I I think the biggest one who hasn't stepped up in the manner that we w- would have liked has been uh, Travis Gibson. Trevis Gibson. Trevis. Um, You know. Why were they saying that? That call, and they man, they like made it a point to say his name treatus, multiple
0: times. Trevis, yeah, and and I don't know, it, I, I I tweeted this out. I found it absolutely hilarious. Uh, during the game, it was right after the the Valus Jones kick return, and this is the last thing, and then we can get out of here and enjoy our Thanksgiving. Um, he he returned the you know he had the nice return, and then I, I think it was Daryl Johnston because we've heard him like a million times because that's all we hear. We always hear the fucking D Squad now, um, uh, these Bears games. And he was like, you know, I love the way they've handled Bayless Jones this year. I'm like, and this goes back to something you and I had talked about, I think at the beginning of the year or something, where it was like, we were talking about how national broadcasts sometimes don't really work because you're getting just, the, they, they just don't really know what's going on in the day, you know, the ins and outs of the team. But like, come on, man, if you're calling an NFL football game, you should probably know when a guy's been inactive for the last couple of weeks. I just thought that was pretty good. Um, but uh, that's something we have to look forward to again Frank because we get that same that same squad back to back games uh, we will uh, most likely be there doing our post game show as long as health permits um, but Frankie until then man have a happy Thanksgiving to you and your family I hope it's a good one man
1: absolutely same to you later Jackie later everybody
0: well, same to everybody else happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners we're so thankful for you that's on that's on authentic, Frank. Right? And not at all. Okay, good. All right, we'll talk to you next week, guys.